All right, guys, it's showtime. Welcome back. It's Tuesday. We have another promised episode for our power rankings. Uh, Jeff here. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. <clears throat> Just ready to uh, ready to shock the audience here with my with my perfect power ten that I'm ready to defend to the end. Oh. So yeah, I uh, I'm feeling good about it. But I mean, there's arguments to be made for every team. Obviously, that's in the top probably fifteen, maybe even. I mean, there's a pretty deep list right now. And uh, before we get into it, I wanted to touch on uh, something here. So we're going to be putting in a, a real talk T-shirt order this week. And, uh, you know, on the, on the Facebook page, I kind of put out a, like a little poll of, you know, just have you guys pick a random quarterback that was outside of picking him. It wasn't like who's the best or anything like that. And you guys picked Pat Mahomes, which I kind of figured would happen. And what I wanted to do is tie in a T-shirt giveaway to how many touchdown passes Pat Mahomes would throw. So Pat Mahomes threw two touchdowns. So we will be giving away two free T-shirts. So I will give you guys the opportunity to earn those. And you'll see that on a Facebook post uh, later this Tuesday evening. So with that being said, let me go ahead and get right into the top 10, all right? Let's get after it. All right, here we go. Coming in at number 10, making their debut on my power rankings, the Cleveland Browns. First off, they're winners of three straight. Uh, you know, they lead the league in rushing, 818 yards. It's the most in the league. You know, they're also doing that 4.9 yards per carry, which is the most in the league. And they're scoring. They've scored eight rushing touchdowns this year. It's the most in the league. They are a dominant run team. And, yeah, you could argue that losing Nick Chubb will be hurtful for them. But I'd argue it isn't going to be. Kareem Hunt has been proven to be great in this league, uh, former league rushing champion. And I think they pick up where they left off. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to argue this. The fact that they're last in passing in the league, but that's a good thing because less Baker means more wins. Uh, but, you know, when they have passed it, they've thrown eight touchdowns and only two picks. I like them at 10. Coming in at number nine, and this is probably a product of not playing this past week, but also they have a lot to overcome. The Tennessee Titans at 3-0, and have them at nine. Uh, you know, COVID's running wild in their organization, and that that is going to hurt. Uh, you know, but... They're a running team, and they're not even that great at running, honestly, looking at their stats. I mean, they're bottom of the league, bottom five of the league in almost every rushing category. But Ryan Tannehill has been fantastic. So uh, I still I feel good about them at nine here, and they have a big game this week uh, against the Bills. Coming in at number eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at three and one. Uh, you know, a week one loss to the Saints almost was a good thing for this team. Since then, they're, they're plus 28 in point differential. It's one of the best in the league. Uh, this past week for Brady against a, a pretty good Chargers defense. They were missing a couple pieces, but five touchdowns for Brady in a come-behind victory. They they were actually losing in that game multiple different times. Um, but the best run defense in the league, right there with Pittsburgh, this is the only team that hasn't given up a 15-yard run this year. Just absolutely smothering at the line of scrimmage. They've been great. Coming in at number seven, uh, you know, I, I did – knocked this team down a couple of notches only because they didn't play. It was kind of like a, what have you done for me lately? The Pittsburgh Steelers still sitting at three and zero. they haven't really beat anybody promising. And unfortunately this week five, they're going to play the one, two and one Eagles. So still not going on too much going on there, but they're allowing, and this is staggering 2.7 yards per carry. And they've only allowed one touchdown through three games on the ground. This team is smothering on on the on the in the run game. Uh, you know Carson Wentz is going to have to be big this week. I don't see that happening. I see the Pittsburgh Steelers moving to four and zero. Little foreshadow there. 
coming in at number six. You, you know, this this is plenty of argument's sake, and I'm sure I'll hear about it, but I'm going to put the New England Patriots at two and two. You know, they've they've lost to two teams, Kansas City and the Seahawks. Both are undefeated. They've went toe-to-toe with every team they've played. They came two yards short in Seattle, and they went three quarters with the defending Super Bowl champions with backup quarterbacks. Clearly, Cam Newton is, is the factor here, and when he plays, this this is a very good team. They're expected to have Cam back this week. Coming in at number five, the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 4-0. My only issue with this team is they just they can run on anybody, but they're still struggling to pass. They weren't great in the past this week against against Washington. Uh, two different interceptions, one from Lamar, one from Robert Griffin when the game we thought was kind of wrapped up. But they're still sitting at 4-0, and and they're still plus 49 on the year, even with a loss. Well, I said they were 4-0. I'm sorry, they're 3-1. and Uh-huh. Coming in at number four, and I feel better and better about this every week, and it's it's just crazy. The Buffalo Bills, they're up another notch this week. Uh, they're 4-0 for the first time since 2008. Josh Allen is second in the league in pretty much almost every category to one guy, and that's Russell Wilson. Uh, they're plus 23 on the on the year, which isn't fantastic, but they're winning close games, so that's that's promising. I can be okay with with a low point differential if you're if you're proving to be clutch in those games. And this week they have a big a big test. They're you know against the three and Titans. Uh, obviously the Titans have had that extra week to prepare, but they've also been going through a lot of stuff. Uh, I expect big things. I think I I think they're uh, they have a shot to win that one too. Coming in at number three, the Seattle Seahawks at four and First off, Russ is cooking. 16 touchdowns, the two picks. He's number one in the NFL in touchdowns. He's number one in the NFL in completion percentage. He's number one in the NFL in yards per attempt. And he's number one in the NFL at passer rating. And this passer rating is 136.7. It's just, it's incredible. It's not almost not fair. Uh, you know, a, a golden rule on this pod is one o'clock games don't affect Russell Wilson on the East Coast, and I'm correct on that. Two and O in Eastern one, one o'clock games, and you know the only reason I have them as down as as far down as they are, they're giving up 27 points per game on defense. They're not great defensively. Uh, that's going to hold them from being number two for me. Coming in at number two, the Green Bay Packers sitting at four and O. They're plus 51, the best in the entire league point differential. Uh, they have a bye week this week, which is kind of interesting. They're scoring less every week, which isn't that great. So hopefully this bye week kind of picks them back up to their what they're able to do. But they're 2-0 in the division, and Aaron Rodgers is a staggering 13 touchdowns, 0 picks, 70% completion percentage. He's only been sacked three times on the whole year, and if it weren't for Russ's 136.7, 128.4 passer rating is just unreal from Aaron this year in, in a, in a prove-it year for him. Coming in at number one, it's the reigning Super Bowl champions. They're sitting at 4-0, plus 47 in the uh, point differential. Their defense has been unreal, though. They're number two in scoring defense in the league, which, I mean, nobody's talking about their defense because they got Pat Mahomes. But uh, the winners against the Ravens, uh, and they still beat New England, even though it, you know, they had backup quarterbacks and, they, you know, they struggled through three quarters. They ended up winning the game pretty convincingly. Uh, Mahomes has been perfect, but he's been overshadowed by guys like Aaron and, and Josh Allen and, and Russell Wilson. But Mahomes has been nothing to scoff at. So that's my top 10. Uh, I will say this. On the outside looking in right now, there's a couple of teams that have real arguments for you know anywhere between 10 and 8, I would say. The 3-1 and one Rams, the reason I take them out of my top 10 this week, their struggle performance against one of the worst teams in the league, the Giants. Uh, the Bears taking their first loss this week. 
Uh, I'm not sure what we know what the Bears are. I, I feel like we do, but sometimes I don't. I'm going to take the Bears out. And then the Colts are on the outside looking at 3-1-2. and one, two. Their defense is the best in the league. It's playing unreal. And, you know, th- there's a lot to be promising about this. Uh, but I want to also put this out. On my radar, meaning, you know, these are two teams that nobody's really talking about as far as, like, what kind of damage they can make in this league. But I'm done sleeping on them. The 49ers, even... Even though they're beat up, this team can can beat anybody. I know they have a loss to the Eagles this past weekend, but they're still on my radar. In a team that I feel like I've been high on since we did the division breakdown, and I've, I guess I've almost slowly talked myself out of them, but I'm talking myself back into them. The Carolina Panthers at 2-2. Two and two. Teddy Bridgewater fits this team. Everything they do is great. Uh, even on the pre-show, this, this past Sunday, I told everybody why the Panthers would win. I just didn't think they would. Well, they did exactly what I said they were going to do, and they won the game. So I'm higher on the Panthers today than, than I have been the last couple of weeks, but I, I'm back to where I was preseason. The Panthers are probably, I think, an 8-8 eight and eight team based off of just their talent on offense alone, even without McCaffrey. It seems like they're doing it with the, with the setup they got. Yeah, um, there's not too much I disagree with. Um... I believe everybody, everybody listening knows who the top half of the league is. Um, just making your own, your own process of elimination to choose who is better than who. Um, I guess I'll get it started off with my number ten. Um, it wasn't really fair if I would have left the Titans off this list for not playing. Three and zero, like you said, they got a tough test at the weekend. It would have been Steelers then the Bills, but they just have the Bills. But that's going to be a, a fun matchup to watch. We'll see what the Titans are made of playing there, playing a really good team coming up here. Uh, at number nine, I have the Colts, actually. Three and one Colts. Um, Got to give respect where respect is due, and they're the only team to not allow 300 yards of total offense. Like you said, they're the number one defense across the board. And um, a team, maybe a little spoiler here, a team I barely left off the list, the Cleveland Browns. They play the Colts this coming up week. Uh, that's going to be a really fun game to tune into, uh, the Browns versus that defense. Um, at number eight, I have the only two-loss team really in the conversation of the New England Patriots. Um, I believe anybody who's watched the Patriots, the way they've won and the way they've lost alike, this is a top-ten team in the NFL. Any team that loses their starting quarterback going into the Kansas City, and quite honestly, it was a closer game than I think what a lot of people thought with Cam Newton being out. I mean, tons of plays could have gone either way. It was a very eventful game. I thought it was good from start to finish, but there's a lot of mistakes that were made that wouldn't have been made if Cam Newton was in a quarterback. So I have the Patriots at eight. Um, not a lot of movement. Uh, number seven, the Steelers, 3-0. and They're... The teams that they've played, even through a week where they didn't, are now a combined 1-11 and on the season. So that's, um, that's not very good for the Steelers, but what can you do? You play your schedule, but again, they need to play tougher competition and show they can keep the consistency going forward. And number six, some people can say for no reason almost, but... I took a different angle at it, and I've dropped the Seahawks down to number six. And the reason why is I've looked at the other teams that are playing and how they can win a multitude of ways. 
It seems like the Seahawks can only win one way. And that's at the end of the game, hope Russell Wilson has the ball last. I really feel like if they play any team where they don't have the ball last, they're going to lose. Their defense is one of the worst in the league, and it's literally being overshadowed by Russell Wilson. If it wasn't for how historic he's been through four games, this team wouldn't even be relevant this year. So I have the Seahawks at number six. <clears throat> Excuse me. At number five, the Baltimore Ravens. I still believe they're a top team, but they're not who they were last year. I don't think Lamar Jackson has been as explosive. And I believe as they continue to face tougher teams three years into the Lamar Jackson tape, I feel like they're not going to continue to do as well. They're still going to be a top team. They're they're three and one. They're going to be in the playoffs, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get to my next four, but I like all four of these teams better. Uh, number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're three and one. Tom Brady's QBR has gotten better every single week. And what he's done to this team, you know, Bruce Arians even touched on it after the game. Going in down like that at halftime, this team would have gotten slaughtered. No chance of coming back. But Tom Brady scores on five straight possessions in the second half. No Chris Godwin, no Leonard Fournette. So the Buccaneers... Each week we're like, okay, they've reached where they can go, but they just keep getting better. And Tom Brady has fallen in love with Mike Evans. Number three, Buffalo Bills. What can you say? We'll learn more about them soon. They play the Titans. They've got the Patriots twice on their schedule. We'll see how they fare against the other top competition. But Jared Allen, or Josh Allen, I'm so sorry. Josh Allen, along with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, are the three hottest quarterbacks in the NFL Josh Allen is kind of like a mix between Cam and Big Ben. I mean, his size, but his athleticism, I think he can throw better. I, he, he's just been, he's been phenomenal. And uh, Sean McDermott, you'd have to say, is a leading candidate for coach of the year with what he's done for the Bills. I know a lot of people, including me, said they're going to be good. You know, they're going to be better than last year. They're 4-0, and I don't think anybody wants to play the Bills. Um, top two, I don't think anybody has a different top two, uh, Packers and Chiefs. Um, Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard. I'll just use a tight end that nobody's ever heard of, score three touchdowns. Like Aaron Rodgers on a different level. And again, I, I, I say it, the comparisons of Patrick Mahomes being a new Aaron Rodgers is because Aaron Rodgers can play like this. Uh, he's got the Packers playing incredible. The defense is playing good, like you alluded to. He's not really being hit this year. He's playing phenomenal football, and uh, they're good on both sides of the ball. Uh, Kansas City's Chiefs, 4-0. Um, Bill Belichick, he's the only person to hold Magic Mahomes without a touchdown in the first half in the league, and he's done it three times. They're the only team that gives them fits, and they caught a schedule break. Well, not even really. Cam Newton just came down with COVID. They, they caught a little bit of a break. This team's steamrolling. They're Super Bowl defending champs. And uh, just like a fun little preview here, if the one and two teams met in the Super Bowl, the old age versus the new age, Mahomes versus Rodgers, that'd be kind of fun. But but um, all six 3-0 teams made – or well, two 3-0, and two 4 – or 4-0 and teams all made my list. Uh, maybe it's shocking that the uh, Patriots made it because they're two and two. But I think anybody 
who's being honest with themselves, wouldn't put the Rams, the Browns, the Bears, any of those teams over the Patriots. Um, like I said, Titans, Bills play this weekend. So do the Colts and the Browns. So the Browns will have their chance to get on the list if they can if they can beat the Colts. Should be a fun weekend in the NFL, but that's my top ten. Uh, you guys can comment on the on the podcast on Facebook agree or where you have your teams or if you'd like to see different teams up there but i don't know it seems like yeah a I, uh, top 10 to me. no it's definitely a solid top 10 you know as far as the new england thing for both of us this this is not a uh, a praise new england or just new england pod we, we try to tell it how it is you know obviously you could probably consider me to be a little biased which for the most part i think i do a pretty good job of, of watching game tape and seeing what i see and anybody that watched that game last night and Mind you, it was it was nationally televised on, on CBS at 7 o'clock, so it was literally a prime watching point for anybody that's just flipping through the channels. You know, New England had a lot of key errors that typically a New England quarterback in the past hasn't made. They also had, I think a lot of people consider New England to be a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They get a lot of calls that would typically go their way. And last night, those calls did not go their way. As a matter of fact, they went the opposite way. I think a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, well, Brady gets those calls. Well, Pat Mahomes gets those calls too now. And, you know, there was some uh, some early whistles that, I mean, if there's one thing I hate in all of football, it's an early whistle. It's like my biggest pet peeve in all of football. And, you know, there's just a lot of reasons why New England didn't come out last night. But the biggest reason was bad quarterback play. And you could argue that they're not going to have that the rest of the year. Uh you know, will it happen in a game? Yeah, sure. I'm sure it will. But you're not going to have to play backup quarterbacks, hopefully, the rest of the year. So uh, with that said, their only losses are to uh, undefeated teams. So that's why they're in there. But, you know, the, the Rams are a very good football team. Obviously, struggling to beat the Giants has me a little alarmed, but still a great team. The Bears, I think, with Nick Foles, uh, you know, that's kind of a trap game. They, they literally put Nick Foles in and he had to go up against the best defense in the league. That's tough, you know, so holding the Bears out this week, but I could easily see them catapulting back in. Uh, yeah. And the Colts, the Colts, I think the only reason I'm down on the Colts is it's Philip Rivers. If that's a good reason, I don't know. If it's a bad reason, I don't know. But are you with me there with, with the Colts? I know, you, I think you had them in at nine, didn't you? Yeah, I have them at nine. Um, Philip Rivers, the inconsistency um, of Philip Rivers, you know, he can always throw a game. But I believe they, they come out in game one and they're like this new toy, Philip Rivers. He throws 51 times or whatever it was, you know, throws two picks. They lose a close one and, you know, it went both ways. Everyone's like, okay, the Colts are still bad without a quarterback. And, oh, the Jaguars, they're better than we thought. Well, the Jaguars are 0-3 since and the Colts are 3-0 and since. They cut back on Philip Rivers throwing so much. They're really utilizing Jonathan Taylor and Nareem Hines in the running game. They're just bullying people with their offensive line. You know, they've got some new pieces at wide out, but again, they're 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 playing good football. They're not turning the ball over much. They're having some longer drives, you know, even if they're not resulting in points, they're getting first downs. And it's letting their defense be rested and know what they have on the other side of the ball. And once this team gets a lead like they did on the Bears, the Bears don't have the firepower to play from behind and just stripe it down the field. I don't care who's at quarterback. So I, I like the Colts. Um, switching to another team, I think we kind of flipped it, is the Browns. Yeah. I just don't like that Washington scored 20, and then the other three teams they played scored over 30. 
Oh, I know it's the Bengals who have good weapons. It's the Cowboys and the Ravens, but the Browns' defense doesn't look good at all. It's kind of like the same thing with the Seahawks, I think, except it's the whole offense playing good in terms of just Russell Wilson's whole offense. But the and I know a lot recency. It's going to be like, well, the Cowboys scored all those points when the game was over and didn't matter. So it wasn't for an absolute amazing play by OBJ, that game wasn't over, clearly. The Cowboys were going to get the ball back, and the way it looked, we're going to win that game. So, outside the OBJ play, yeah, they did great to get the lead. But I just, 38-30, what did the Cowboys have, like 34? I just, I I don't like how... I think it was, I want to say it was 49-38. to Okay, so 38... 38 and 30. Yeah. In three of their games, they've allowed all, all over 100 points. So they got to fix Let's, something on that defense. But yeah. Let's give some of these uh, mid level teams a shout out here. I want to know your opinion. Uh, I'm going to leave New England out because we both had them in our top tens, but I want to know where you're at on these teams. These, are, these teams are all two and two. Okay. Here we go Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, New Orleans Saints. San Francisco 49ers. Who's the best? Who's the best of those teams? The best of those teams. Read them one more time. One more time here. The Arizona Cardinals, the Carolina Panthers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New Orleans Saints, and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the only two and two. Obviously, New England's in there too, but we both have them in our power 10. So I just kind of wonder where you're at on the rest of them. I just. I really like Carolina, what they're able to do. Their losses this year are to the Raiders week one, okay, when the Raiders were fully healthy for the most part, all right, and to Tom Brady. Those are their two losses this year. And I understand they don't have the best wins either, but I don't know. I just – the defense is suspect. I think we've agreed on that, you know. But they're scoring. They've scored – 99 points on the year, so they're averaging about 25 points a game. That's yeah. not bad in this league. No, the, the Panthers are surprising because their defense is better than we thought they were. In the offseason, we were questioning the new defense, and then in week one, they allowed was 35 to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So we were like, and They almost the-. beat the Raiders. Right, and we were like, well, this defense isn't going to be enough. They're not going to be able to win games. And then they allowed 34 and 31 in back-to-back weeks. But then they played the Chargers and allowed 16. They played the Cardinals and only allowed 21. Um, I really like the Cardinals, but the last two weeks, they have not looked good at all. Um, no. I wanted to uh, – the Raiders. The Raiders are a very, very good 2-0 and team – or 2-2 two and two team. And their two losses right now are to the Patriots and Bills in back-to-back weeks. That's and if fair. if we want to talk – If we want to talk about a three-game stretch, and even before the season thinking about it, they played the Saints and won. Then they played the Patriots, lost. Bills lost. Their next two games are Chiefs-Buccaneers. That's and I, we said this before the the season because obviously, as you know, people that listen to this pod, I've I've been pretty clear. I have a hundred dollar bet that the Raiders won't win five games, and one of the reasons for that bet was this stretch. Now, obviously, they stole one at. Nah, I don't want to use the word they stole. Beat the they beat the they Saints. Beat the- they beat the Saints, okay? But these next couple games are not good for them. And 
it's going to be really hard to gauge them. I, we're going to have to watch them for what they are and not for what's happening. You know, obviously, if they lose to the Chiefs, the Chiefs are a better football team than them. I don't think anybody's arguing that. But if they play the Chiefs hot, just like New England did, New England played the Chiefs very well with a backup quarterback. You could see on paper, okay, this is a good football team. If the Raiders play the Chiefs to the end and they just come up short or they keep I, it close, it's not a yeah, blowout. You know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs just have more playmakers on defense because that's going to be a shootout between those teams or it's going to have to be. Even after the Buccaneers, they played the Browns. But in terms of a lot of winnable games, like to make a push late, it's Chargers, Broncos. They play the Chiefs again. Falcons, Jets, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos. They have will, a lot of winnable games in that last eight. Can, let me say this, and I, I think you're somewhat in agreement on this. I really like the Chargers, and I like them even more now that Herbert's in and playing well. I I don't think that's don't get me wrong. That's not a they're not that's a it's a coin flip game. At this point, it's a coin flip game. I mean, yeah, I don't think they're the, favored they in that the, game. The, the they should have beat the Panthers. Honestly, Panthers. You know, at the end of the game, they should have won. Um. Yeah, they played the Buccaneers 38-31, and, and, I mean, they lost. They really just – Tom Brady kind of took over that game. He, five touchdowns seemed to be unstoppable. But, yeah, the Chargers are going to gain some momentum because they play the Saints this Monday night. I think that's going to be a good one. And then they've got Dolphins, Jaguars, Raiders, Broncos. Like, they're going to be able to win quite a few games, and, and they're going to – I don't know. The Raiders and Chargers have a really good shot at going for that wild card spot. There's there's a lot of good teams in the AFC because there's only seven playoff spots. You've got Patriots, Bills in that division, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and then in the other AFC division, it looks like just the Colts. Like I don't yeah. think we're not. Oh well, Titans. The Titans. Tit Titans the and Titans. Colts. So so that's the 10 teams in the AFC fighting for the seven spots. When you really start to think about how three of those 10 teams that we just named aren't going to make the playoffs, you know, every game kind of matters here. So when, when the Raiders beat the Saints, you know, you're going to have to win games like that. It just sucks that it's an NFC opponent, and then they lost to the Bills and the Patriots. Um, that's tough when you lose to AFC teams. But um, – the Broncos have been snake bitten. We've talked about that. They, they're probably going to go 0 and 6 in division. Um, going forward, I know they beat the Jets, but I don't know if I favor them to win any more games going forward. I, there's not too many teams I think are worse than the Broncos with all the injuries that they've had. But, yeah, outside of Jets, Giants, and I think Houston's probably better than the Broncos right now, but that's, I mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows with them? Who knows? And we'll, we'll recap more tomorrow on the podcast, but I would like to say yeah. one thing, um, just thinking long-term, I don't think it'll happen this year. I think, you know, the Texans will find their interim head coach and then they'll look next year, but Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are friends. Everybody knows that they're, they're yeah. really friends. And I'm sure Deshaun Watson has plenty of say on who's going to be his next head coach being that they pay the next couple of years. Coordinator Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, he's getting a head coaching job in the next year or two. I could definitely see after the Chiefs make a, a big run in the playoffs, Eric Bieniemy is going to get a shot at a head coaching position. And with as smart and as good he is at, at offensive play calling and being an offensive head coach, I could really see Eric Bieniemy being the head coach of the Chiefs or the Texans next year. 
I think that'd be yeah. a good spot for him. I do too. I do too. That's a good move. Well, we'll uh, we'll close it up and we'll be back to you guys tomorrow with uh, game by game breakdown. But uh, one more time, I want to peep to you guys so there will be a, an opportunity to win some free swag. And uh, all you got to do is share this podcast and post it to the link that I will have available. And uh, on Friday, we will be drawing a winner of a free Real Talk t-shirt. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yep. See you guys.